This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Loudable, the audiobook club for senior citizens. Unlike other audiobook companies that require you to learn how to use one of those newfangled gadgets, Loudable sends you an animatronic bust of Ronald Reagan that will yell your books to you. You don't need to worry about finding the latest Bill O'Reilly book in large print. Have the nation's best president loudly and clearly recite it to you. Using it to cinch, to turn up the volume, just say, eh, and to turn it down, say, can you keep it down? Ask your son that's good with computers to sign you up today. That's Loudable, the audio book club for you, our greatest generation. It's Loudable. No, no, Loudable. That's Loudable, the audio book club for senior citizens. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who is always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce. And I'm David, and I actually got something wrong there in that intro. I'm today I'm a smelly guy who's always smelly. Oh. Yeah. That's not what I have written down here. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, it changes. You know, I'm not binary in that sense. You know? I'm not title binary. I, I, I'm I fluid. I change a lot. <laughs> okay. So the normally people identify as either cool or smelly. Right. Well, no. <laughs> no, that's where you're wrong. You can See, you can identify as anything. I mean, I guess technically in elementary school, that would be... That would be the two. You, there's two kinds of people. You're either cool or you're smelly. Yeah, I mean, there are there's stupid people for sure. <laughs> Especially most people in elementary school are stupid. I would say that's uh, that's me being judgmental, which I probably shouldn't do since I'm 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 uh, title uh, fluid. All right. Uh, Everyone, check out our website at horrormovietalk.com. We've got links to social media there. And while you're there, take our audience survey. You're going to hear us say this in the show for the next couple months. We're taking a survey of our listeners, and we'd like you to participate. It will help us learn more about you, no matter how long you've been a listener, uh, whether this is your first time listening or you've listened to us since the beginning. Uh, please take a few minutes and visit our website at horrormovietalk.com. You'll find the listener survey link right in the main navigation bar on the website, or if you're in the the uh, post for this episode, there will be a link in the sidebar. And you can complete the survey completely anonymously. Anonymously. We won't know who you are. Thanks. We post every Wednesday, so please subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on your favorite podcast platform that allows reviews. Today we're going to be talking about Sleepaway Camp. Uh, we'll start out with a brief overview of the plot, and our we'll give a review of the movie and a score. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being fantastic, 5 being completely average totes average like completely expected quality yeah you know yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing depending on what mood you're in yeah um later we'll be doing a couple bits we'll be doing taglines where we make up 
A couple new taglines for the movie we're reviewing that range from... They're hilarious. All of them stupid are... Stupid to funny. Gold. <laughs> all of them are great. you love them all. And then we got a new game called Kill Count, where Ooh. I'll give David a couple movies, and he'll have to guess the body count for each... Or he won't guess the body count. He'll guess which one has a higher body count. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a cool idea. So, again, thanks for listening, and let's get on to the show. Very nice. I like that. We watched Sleepaway Camp, and I understand why it's a cult classic. It's it's a fun ride. Here's the trailer. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at Sleepaway Camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting... Very scared. Welcome to Sleepaway Camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleepaway camp. You won't be coming home. You might be coming home. I mean, some people came home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleepaway camp, uh, we should mention, pro- I think you, you have it written down, but n- 1983? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, right at the burgeoning front bulge of... <laughs> Of, a lot of, of bulges in this movie. Yeah, of slashers. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of like kind of the first string, the first first string of uh, of slasher releases. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth came out in eighty, so this was three years after that. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, the first one came out in eighty. I think the second one came out in eighty one, maybe two. Yeah, it wouldn't take that long to spin it out. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Sleepaway Camp is a 1983 teenage slasher that has become a bit of a cult classic. The film follows Angela Baker, played by Felisa Rose, a painfully shy girl recovering from the psychological trauma of a tragic boating accident as she attends a summer camp filled with 80s teen movie villains. (laughs) Uh That's always a great movie that involve that opens up with a tragic boating accident. I, I'm uh, as you said, a tragic boating accident. So many like emotions flooding. <laughs> like I was like, why? First of all, that's hilarious. Number number two, that's that's certainly not the first time I've heard tragic boating accident. And I and I think I think it the, the, I think it's a Simpsons quote. Like, I, I don't know. I ha- now I have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the tagline of Titanic, actually. A tragic boating accident. Uh, <laughs> the Titanic. Yeah. Boating. Summer camp filled with 80s teen movie villains. Um, she is accompanied to camp with her cousin Ricky, played by Jonathan Tiersten, who at times is very protective towards her. 
Pretty soon after camp starts, there are a series of murders. The camp owner, Mel, played by Mike Kellen, does his best to keep the murders under wraps and becomes increasingly suspicious that of That dude is Ricky. hilarious. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> He's increasingly suspicious of Ricky as the victims seem to be people that have bullied Angela. The movie's a lot of fun. And maintains a great balance of passable quality, campiness, and tastelessness that is essential to being granted cult status. The film gets most of its cred from its surprising conclusion, but it isn't defined by it. This is a great time capsule of 80s teen movies that have that, should I be watching this vibe? (laughs) It's too mature for young viewers and too much teen sexuality for adults to feel comfortable watching it. Yeah. It's that elusive 80s vibe that Stranger Things, It, and other shows that attempt to exploit. Yeah, you know? they all try to capture what this movie is. Yeah. The special effects sequences range from 50s workplace safety videos <laughs> to straight-up graphic, gooey 80s horror. Yeah. The real charm of the movie comes from its non-sequitur writing and acting. I found myself saying, what? <laughs> or <laughs> laughing out loud at unintentionally ridiculous moments several times throughout this movie. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. So my my score for it is seven out of ten. Damn! I see. I I go probably closer to like a high five or like mid six for me personally. <clears throat> Thing about this movie, but but that's you know I mean for what it is, it's fabulous, right? You know, and it's very charming and light. Like if you are not if you can't quote unquote handle horror movies, you should watch Sleepaway Camp because yeah, well, I don't know about that because <laughs> some of the some of the scenes the the burn scene is pretty intense and graphic. That may be. No, it's not that bad. I got I'm loosening my belt. Just chill out, <laughs> man. Getting ready. Get All it. right. Ugh. You're like the uh, you're like Artie from the movie. Yeah, I I, you know I mean. See anything you like? Yeah, I can help you decide. You sure are a sweet looking little cupcake, Angela. Yeah. I think I got something you're gonna like real good. That's what you should have said. Oh, I got something for you to eat. (laughs) I got something for you. Oh, Artie, you charming old pedophile, you. (laughs) God damn, they just paraded him around like... I was like, like immediately my attention was hooked. I was like, what? Well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the movie opens up with the tragic boating accident, but then quickly after, after that happens, um, then they well, like, it shows, it shows the, it shows the mom that's taking care of. Yeah. They parade the out all these like horrendously like stereotypical figures, like the mom who's just right. like, she's somewhere else all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the pedophile who, yeah. you know, really, really openly loves kids. Right. So the, the first introduction to the camp that the viewer gets is introducing them to this cook, Artie. And this is his basic first line of the movie or his first lines of the movie. Look at all that young, fresh chicken. 
where I come from, we call them baldies. Makes your mouth water, don't it? Hardy, they're too young to even understand what's on your mind. Then, good buddy, there ain't no such thing as being too young. You're just too old. <laughs> oh, Artie. <laughs> Pedophilia. We're fine with all this. It was a different time. It was. <laughs> was it a different time? Like I like I <laughs> like I gotta imagine in 1980 it wasn't acceptable to just be 83 to just be walking around being like, God damn, look at those hot children. <laughs> like, like what? Like and don't turn that into a sound clip. Right. <laughs> Around where I come from, we call them baldies. Oh God! <coughs> oh, uh, that's so gross. So yeah, that's that's already have no fear. Already gets his comeuppance right quick. Like right. they the, like the movie makes you, like first. They parade Artie, the pedophile, around in front of you like, look at the, look at the, oh, we're, we're totally accepting of pedophiles. And then they're like, no, we're not. Right. <laughs> so don't worry, Artie gets it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we didn't do a transition. We're talking about stuff now. Well, no, we're, we're not. I mean, I, this is all, none of this is really spoilers. <laughs> you get this within the, I mean, you can transition it. Right. If you want, but we're not spoiling this for, for anyone, really. Yeah. Well, let us let me just play the transition music, because I'm... You do you. Whatever. Okay, so there's a couple, couple topics that I wanted to cover that don't have spoilers in them, and then I'll make sure to let you know when we're heading into actual, actual spoiler territory. Hard spoils. So, first of all, one of the things that stood out about this movie was a really great score. Like, the soundtrack on it, it was, it was weird to have a full orchestral sound oh. in a horror movie. It you, was like, wow, that that is really effective, and they should do that more. You know, I didn't... I, I'm ashamed to say I didn't even notice. Like, it, it, I was just so... I I was so, I was writing so much down about this damn movie. Like I took so many notes because I was like, <laughs> like it was. There were so many goofy things to 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 talk about on it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, was, it was just strange because I think coming off of Overlord and the soundtrack being, I mean, in the trailer of Overlord, it was Hell's Bells, yeah. and so you're like, all right, well maybe they're gonna do some like hard rock stuff in there. It was all just the most generic horror movie soundtrack and pretty sparse. nowadays yeah pretty yeah, sparse, sparse and spooky sounds ambient spookiness yeah and this just had a straight up orchestral score throughout yeah you that know, really had you know you know the the generic you know hits orchestral hits on certain things and had themes and stuff i mean there wasn't a ton of ton of material but they used it well. Yeah, it, yeah. It did. The fact that it didn't stand out to me, um, probably not. Not so. Probably a, a mark against me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not so much the movie. So the other thing that one of the first things that happens is you're introduced into introduced to the aunt that takes care of um, Angela after her tragic boating accident, <laughs> takes away her father and and brother. 
sibling. I found out. I found out what it was. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but I I found out what the what the boating accident clip from the okay, Simpsons what is was. It? it was when <laughs> it was when Skinner was being held hostage by the mob, and uh, and Marge knocks on the door, and uh, she's like, "Oh my god." Principal Skinner, what what happened to your what happened to your fingers? And somebody behind the door whispers into his ear, "It was a boating accident." And he goes, "It, uh, it was a boking accident." <laughs> <laughs> I have to go now. Bye. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of the first things that that were introduced, first people were introduced to after the tragic boating accident. This will be an episode in which we try to maximize the mentions of a tragic boating accident yeah is the the aunt that takes care of angela and is the the mother to the cousin ricky and seeing her performance and how that was written just made me think i'm on board like yeah yeah, this is this is gonna be good because it's so over the top acting it's like 1920s style acting yeah like well, my not, girl friday yeah type acting it's, it's 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 not bad acting it's just not good acting <laughs> it's just very ham-handed yeah it's like stage acting right that's yeah that's accurate it, it is it is like stage acting and none of these people none of these people are famous or were right so yeah most of these people on this movie didn't do a lot afterwards right or before yeah these these are all no names really and for a reason yeah (laughs) like like this movie was made with a budget low budget and (laughs) stayed that way (laughs) here's a clip of the the mother overacting richard angela oh here you are look what i did i packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? Any chips? Why, of course. I believe there's a whole bag. Why, I'm almost sure of it. That was... But see, the thing about that, like, you can say that's bad acting, and it is, but it's also very intentional. Like, that was supposed to be that way. Right. You know? So there's... I don't know. There's something... There's something about that that's charming and fun it's like you you either buy into it or you you don't right yeah it's way over the top yeah yeah anyways yeah i mean that's that sets the tone for the movie for me i'm like Very oh, okay much. yeah yeah they're as not... soon as that happened i was like oh wow look at this loon because there wasn't really an equivalent tone anywhere else in the movie that was a specific choice by that actress and the director didn't say like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it was like, "Yeah, that's we'll go with it." <laughs> He's like, "That works, great, great job, great choice." Yeah, and you know what? So like, that was supposed to be eight eight years after the tragic boating accident, right? And in my notes, I was like, "God damn, eight years after the tragic boating accident, you think those you know those mental scars would be a little bit less surface level by now?" <laughs> You know, eight years has passed and you're still acting like that. Like, I can understand being damaged by it, but, you know, there's a coping mechanism that comes into play at some point. Right. So the other notable actor was Mike Kellen, who played the camp counselor or camp owner. 
and he was like an entertainingly bad Walter Matthau. Yeah, he was very funny. Like, very, very specifically mealy mouth. Yeah, here's a clip of him after one of the incidences. It was obviously an accident. I mean, the boy might have got scared and panicked, right? That could be a logical explanation. So it was one of those fluke accidents we could not have foreseen, and that is all there is to it. I don't know. It was an accident. <laughs> that was all there is to it. It was an accident. It was an accident. God damn it. It was an accident. <laughs> that will be that will be a favorite drop from now on. Oh, it was an accident. Yeah, you know. It was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> No enunciation whatsoever. <laughs> this movie, you know what this movie reminded me of right off the bat? What? Porkies. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh this is the horror movie Porkies. <laughs> Version of that, kind of. Right. You know? Yeah, Going I mean, in- there's so many 80s movies that yeah this is i mean it's just Lady taking bugs. the template yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought yeah it's a very familiar vibe i i was thinking like karate kid yeah that's that's pretty close too. just in terms of the 80s movie villains yeah and they're just packed in at yeah. this camp like sardines hey everyone hates this girl and all she does is not talk very much all you have to do dude you would think that like the person who doesn't talk is just Oh, so much better than everyone else who does. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was a mute, and uh, and everyone had a big problem with that. She was a mute because of the tragic boating accident. <laughs> and so this is one of the the girls that has a problem with her. How come Angela gets to talk to the boys all day, and we have to play volleyball? What's she special? Just yeah. the inflection. How come Angela has to gets to talk with boys all the day? Yeah, yeah. It's like can can we also talk about the uh, the style of shorts that that the <laughs> specifically the boys boys wore in this yeah, movie? Yeah, that was, that was one of my bullet points. Ooh, as I like to call them, penis shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've I saw more dicks in this movie than most pornos. Well, and, no, it wasn't, and, it wasn't necessarily dicks, it was dick but it was, outlines. it was outlines. Yeah. Like, yeah. dick silhouettes was hef- <laughs> heavily featured in this movie. Yeah, oh yeah. There was, yeah, you could see, yeah, you know how a dick looks? <laughs> <laughs> you can see that through their shorts in this like, movie. Just having the thinnest, you know, silk imitating <laughs> polyester Lovingly draped over someone's cock. Not draped, like <laughs> tightly, tautly pulled across all these dongs. And it now, uh, to, the, to the listening audience, it may sound as if we're dwelling on dicks or we're looking for dicks. And that may be true. But we, we, these shorts were sh- so damn short that it was like, there's got to be balls hanging out of these things. <laughs> so, so immediately you're like, well, let's, let's. Let's look at that. It's, it's like seeing a very low-cut shirt on a woman. It's like, well, clearly you want me to be looking here, right? These shorts were cut so high that clearly you want me to... Like, that's, that's just where your eye goes. It's like, there's something happening down there. Yeah, there's something about that 80s style where it just made me 
think, oh, looking at the boys specifically, yeah. that's immodest. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the girls' fashion back then. It was comparable today, but, I mean, the boys' fashion was just, it was almost immoral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's questionable. Because they have, they have the short, short shorts that are showing the silhouette of their dicks. <laughs> and, I mean, don't even get me started on their tight little asses. <laughs> but Forget also, they have, like, the half shirts. Like, what... What, like, two-month period was that acceptable? Right. For, like, the half shirt. Yeah. No, and it's not like they no had, arms. like... Like, there was no point to these shirts. And this was, like, pre-ab fetish, yeah. you know? Like, they weren't walking around with, like, six-pack abs in these half shirts. It was, like... It was just a guy. Just a guy yeah. in shape. Yeah. No, I mean, it, there was not, just nothing notable. There yeah. was just nothing... It, but but it wasn't even a shirt. It was like it was like a, a a cut a cut off sleeve and a cut off bottom. So it was just like 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 just not showing the nipples, just breezing the nipples. Yeah. Like you could catch them at the right angle any old time if the wind blew. Yeah. <laughs> but and and then and then also the other notable thing about the every, the things that everyone was wearing uh. was was the the girls' pants. Are the same today as they were then. Now that's a thing that's back, where yeah. girls are wearing their pant these these jeans or their shorts or whatever it is up above their belly button. Which I, I understand that's kind of where the waist of a woman is. Uh, I I think I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never actually seen a woman I've before. Never, I've never actually actually seen a woman before, but. But now that's back. That's back in full swing. So, if if you want, you know, if I mean, it's not like it's it's not widely known that styles fluctuate. But we're we're it's a thirty year cycle. Yeah, I mean, eighties style oh, right I guess now. Almost is, a forty year cycle. Yeah, eighties style is very strong right now. It's you can see a lot of similar things. Thank God that we didn't go back to the eighties men style. Oof. Oh, but I would have been doomed. Men's style right now is like feels like more sixties or fifties, like tight, tight pants, like a British rock band from the early sixties. Yeah, with the exception, of, with the exception of the fact that no one like cares how they. Well, well, I, I, no, I, they care a lot. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of me. <laughs> and then roll out of bed, put on pants. I wonder when the mid nineties style is going to come back. Oh, just yeah. the day glow, the triple width. Legs, hammer pants, <laughs> jeans. Yeah, the Junko oh, jeans. You're thinking about Jinko jeans. Yeah. yeah, those big, huge, ultra wide. Yeah, jeans. Yeah. Um, it was a good time to be a fat kid. Let's just say that. <laughs> Lots of billowy flannel shirts. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even. You didn't even buy it from the husky section. Right. It's, this is just what's cool. Right. Husky. That was the most insulting <laughs> term. Like it was like just like now, now that now they like Levi's has ditched the word husky for the word athletic. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're uh, yeah, you know those husky pants you want? Yes, god damn it. Well, we change the name to uh, athletic. Oh yeah. Well, hey, all right, I'll yeah, take that. It's so. Here's a question: Which is more? I mean, I have personal experience with this. Which is more offensive, 
husky or portly? Ooh, portly for sure. Yeah. Portly. That sounds like you're that almost has like a medical ring to it. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like almost saying obese. Yeah, portly. I think that's like the official phrase in like men's suits places. You get a visual with portly. <laughs> like you get like a shape of the person. Husky, you think of an awesome dog. Yeah, it's well, portly, uh, you think of like oh, that person's going to roll down a hill. Right. Yeah, that man's <laughs> shaped like a tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to sleepaway camp. Um, yeah, my bullet point that I had for that was, am I gay or did shorts back then just predominantly feature dick outlines? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. <clears throat> yeah, and there's a lot of uh, moments in the movie that just shows the uh, the cheapness of it. And my favorite one was, at the end, the cop's mustache. Did that jump out at you? Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, "God damn, that's the fakest mustache I've ever seen." It was like not just fake mustache; like you can see on the outer edges the spirit gum that's holding it on. Right. It was like dollar store fake mustache. It was shiny. It, it was, looked like plastic. If it had been any more obvious, he'd have been like touching it with his tongue to like make sure it was there. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. It was flat. It didn't have any kind of three... It looked like someone just cut out a laminated piece of black paper. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a piece of electrical tape shaped into a, into a mustache. Yeah. So lots of, lots of moments like that. And then just surprisingly, you know, high quality special effects sometimes. Yeah. The part where... Um, okay, well, let's, let's get into spoilers now. Yeah. Did you have any non-spoiler talk stuff i mean other than the fact that 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 this like this pedophile had found his way into like a solid job <laughs> that l like a cat in a mouse cage man like it, like he was in a kid's camp he's the cook okay let's do spoilers let's just transition Yay. over spoilers so yeah he Okay. He's got a prime position in this camp the, as a pedophile. The cook. Yeah. 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 Like that's got to be the if you if you are a pedophile, right? And and you're like you're not trying to oppress your desire your inner desires to molest little kids, <laughs> then the goal I would imagine would be to get a job at a kids camp. At a summer camp where these kids are basically running free and you just get your kind of pick of the litter as a creepy, horrible pedophile. Yeah, the only better job would be the lifeguard. <laughs> I mean, thinking as a pedophile. Right, which is hard to do. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's cut that out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't know this would go this way. <laughs> No one's got our sense of humor. Uh, staying in. Um, um, the cook um, is presented Angela on a silver platter, basically. Like, hey, she's not eating. Find something for her to eat. And then he's the most rapey it's creepy as hell. person in the world. He's like, yeah, I'll find you something to eat. Come back <laughs> into my storage his, closet. Yeah, as he yeah. unbuckles his belt. And then pretty soon... He's the first kill in the movie, and he's over a comically large pot of boiling water. 
It's the biggest pot of boiling water I've ever seen. Like, you know, in Return of the Jedi, no, it must be Empire, when Luke is floating in the back to tank and he's healing. Mm -hmm. It was basically that, except used for boiling corn. Yeah, and not not, uh, made of glass. Right. Not see-through. It's made of aluminum or tin or right whatever. but about that volume yeah yeah that's and so accurate. he's he's leaning over the top of it checking the the boiling water and salting it and someone grabs this rickety stool that he's standing on we just see the hands and he's like whoa, whoa, you better stop that what are you doing Help! and then he gets the boiling giant pot pour on him and it's the most comically long scream take and it just is a close-up of his face yeah, that's he's got no face boiling <laughs> he had no face so it's just like boiling face with pus and stuff like gurgling up through his skin lots of, lots of musculature showing yeah so this like clocks in at like a full minute in, including a comedy cut where he's going from the the scream to him on the stretcher. All right. Only about halfway through it right now. Wow. <laughs> There's the cut. Now he's on the stretcher with his hands all wrapped up. So fear not. This movie does not, you know, it is it's like the pedophile in this movie gets his. There was an accident. There was an accident. <laughs> Do it again. There was an accident. That's right. There was an accident. God damn it. So while it clearly doesn't have a big budget, um, it, it does a good job of ramping up. Like, a better job than a lot of slashers in ramping up, like, the spook right before whatever is going to, you know whatever's going to happen. Yeah, so I mean the the thing with all the kills is it's a question of who's who's actually committing the murders and it does a really good job actually of making it uncertain whether it's Angela or Ricky that's doing it. It's pretty obvious that it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's yeah. And by the way, I'd like to add that Carrie, my wife, called that part. She's like the pedophile is getting put in that pot. Like, immediately. She saw the pot. She saw the size of it. And she's like, pedophile is going in the pot. Yeah, someone was going in that pot. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back and forth. And, like, the killer's hands usually looks pretty manly. And then at the ver- towards the very end, when the, the main um, girl villain gets her comeuppance, it's shown in silhouette. It looks like Angela. But I went on IMDb, and even that was actually the actor that played Ricky in a wig. Really? Yeah. Oh. So they're really trying to make it ambiguous. Yeah. About who these, is who is doing it? Yeah. Because they they could have gone kids. the Norman Bates route. Yeah. And just had him. I don't know, killing 
dressed up like his cousin or something. Yeah, they 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 looked a lot alike each other. Yeah, I I like to go back to the pedophile because <laughs> I cause so, so at, at the end of of him being burnt horribly, disfigured tr- tremendously, which he deserved. There was because he was a pedophile. Right. There was a an elaborate cover up to to be like we don't need to tell anybody that this upstanding citizen got right. hurt. It's like what are you talking about? You could just say he was a pedophile. Like you have the perfect you have the perfect out on this. This guy deserved it. No questions asked. Plus at that point it is just a workplace accident. Yeah. There's nothing there's no way that someone would think Oh, a killer did that. Yeah, the camp counselor approaches all the other guys in the kitchen, and he's like, all right, everybody gets a raise if nobody says anything. And they're like, <laughs> say what? <laughs> oh, man, I didn't get a clip, but the the assistant cook that gets promoted because of Artie's <laughs> accident yeah. Yeah. is the most, like, Uncle Tom. It's very like alarming. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, master. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, man. Like, he even looks like it. Yeah. Like, like he's got, you know, the the ring of of gray hair. He's very, like, Dr. Hibbert. There's several, like, Dr. Hibbert laugh moments. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the the laugh at the end of the uh, fresh young young chicken quote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that makes this movie, like, um kind of enduring in a in a in a fun way is the the choice of filler there's so much filler in this movie to like make it feel like a summer camp right like let's go play baseball and then they do and then you watch them play baseball and there's a part of you that's a little annoyed that you're watching a bunch of kids in 1983 play (laughs) baseball and then there's another part of you that's like ah like this feels pretty good yeah it was strangely like um anchored in reality right it felt and maybe i don't know it did feel pretty real because the kids were swearing and they weren't oh yeah they weren't like you know generic kids and they weren't like um you know kids that were written by a 35 year old college student right that's well that'd be pretty old for a college student but 35 year old writer for, they're not stephen king written kids. um who's who am i thinking of um who who wrote buffy the vampire slayer oh i don't know josh it wasn't they were kids that weren't written by joss whedon yeah josh whedon that's right and they just seemed like normal kids yeah they really did they really did seem exactly as shitty as you remember all the kids in middle school being <laughs> and <clears throat> For the most part, they were they were played by. I mean, there was definitely some twenty year olds in that in that cast, but Angela was a minor. I think she was like seventeen or something like that. I mean, wow. they're they're pretty young. I would have guessed like thirteen. She seems so so young. Yeah, because her mom I read this in the trivia. Her mom didn't want her to be doing any of the killings because she was so young, mm-hmm. and so actually, all of the killings were done by. The young boy. By the boy. The lad. Actor. So all of his hands and stuff are the the boy's hands in the killings. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So something I had written down was this movie is not scary. It's not quote unquote no. scary. It is, to me, it is just foreboding. There's a lot of foreboding and mildly disturbing. 
it's more revenge than anything. Yeah, it's, it's like a revenge horror movie. Yeah, it's it has it does smack of Carrie a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. But I don't think slashers are really scary in the first place. Oh, there are people who are terrified of slashers. It's like, yeah, you, it's called a. You know that there's going to be people killed. And they're going to be stabbed by knives. Like, I, don't, I don't think you I don't, know it's coming. I don't think I don't think a lot of normal people who don't like who don't like frequent horror movies or love them. I don't think they even like have a lot of people. Like if I said to my mom a slasher, she she there's I give her sixty five percent chance of knowing what that was. Yeah, I mean and knowing specifically like what that trope is. Yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe it's just what I'm scared by. I'm scared by more psychological stuff. Yeah. Like zombies too. and slashers. It's like, yeah. it's just a foregone conclusion. Everyone, everyone's going to die. Yeah. It's just the only thing you're worried about is who's who's the one person that gets to survive. Yeah. It's the gore. It's the mystery. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of the fun, like, you know, nudging your friends and, you know, making people all jump. Yeah. One... <laughs> One of the most ridiculous moments in the movie, though, is, and I, I want to know if you, well, not not the ending. The ending is the most yeah. ridiculous. The part where one of the camp counselors, Meg, is like, hey, I'm going on a hot date tonight with Mel. With, <laughs> with the old camp, the wrinkly old camp counselor. It's like, literally like a thin version of Walter Matthau from Grumpy Old Men. With two cigars in his mouth at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I gotta, I'm going to take you up on that offer for dinner tonight. She's He's, like prepping herself. And she's like, ooh, yeah. And she's like and even a Ma- hot like 22-year-old or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's good looking. And even Mel's like, what? Me? <laughs> like He's like, me? <laughs> and there's no explanation given yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, it was just like, now, now that that was like, strange. If if she had said like, "Hey, he's rich. I'm gonna I'm gonna make him my sugar daddy or something like that," or if she had talked about why she's doing it, it would make more sense. But it's just completely out of the blue. Yeah, in either one of those scenarios, I'm on board immediately. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, he has money." Or it's just someone didn't take that into account when they. When they cast Mel. You know what most likely happened is something got cut. Maybe. I thought what it was is Friday the 13th, the camp owner, the main camp owner is older, but not like so much older that the teenagers wouldn't be attracted to him. I think he did. In Friday the 13th, he was having a relationship with one of the counselors. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like they took that idea of the owner and the camp counselor getting together, but they didn't account that. The Look owner, Mel, owner still has to be <laughs> relatively attractive to, you know, anyone in the female sex. Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one is going to be horny for Mel. You know, Sorry, after Mel. after the <clears throat> after the daily started running in and, you know, the director was asking the cast agent, like, what what went on here? They said it was an accident. <laughs> So, so th- which brings me to another point in the movie that was ridiculous, and I, I think I'm actually going to have to get you to pull up YouTube to pull up a ne- Neil Ciciraga song, the Wow Wow, <laughs> where he goes bees, bees, oh yeah, <laughs> bees. 
because there are so, that fucking B kill reminded me so much of Wow Wow. It's not that early. Now you gonna call? You don't wanna see my if you ever wanna see my bum rush. Break out before you get me. Bees. Yeah, there's a uh, there, there's a part in uh, there. One of the kills is. Uh, uh, I can't even remember what that guy did. Like, what did he? Do? Oh, he he walked up to her and like started calling her. Oh, he names. threw he, no, he threw the water balloon at her. I think he was one of the guys on the roof. Dude, she took that water balloon and made it like <laughs> like a like a crucifixion. Like, <laughs> I've been hit by a water balloon. My life is now over. Like, who? Like, how is that a reasonable? I mean, obviously, if you're killing people, you're not terribly reasonable. But yeah, so I knew the I knew the twist ending for this movie. So several of those moments were like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense because she's also in the uh, same shorts as the other guys. And big spoilers. If you were, yeah, this is the the big spoiler part. So if you've never seen Sleepaway Camp before, I, I mean. Look, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense how, like, how, why it, it, the ending kind of explains why was she so embarrassed when she got hit with a water balloon? Why didn't she want to go swimming? Why didn't she, I get it now, you know, want to shower with the other girls? That's right. That's right. It was this element of, and then it's smart because, because of the tragic boating accident, you would assume, oh, it's because she has horrific scars. Right. And she doesn't want anyone to see. Don't look at my boating accident scars. Right. And so there's something she's hiding. And at the very end, it's revealed. She's got a big old donger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, the shocking conclusion of this movie that most of the notoriety... What, are you farting or something? Yeah. What the... Oh, man. Open the door. No. It's right behind you. Uh-uh. Could have waved it out. We're hotboxing it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this room is specifically for my ball smell, not for your farts. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they mix. Oh, no. To make a, a wonderful concoction. So, yeah, the, the most of the, the love for this movie is about the ending, where it just inexplicably <laughs> just reveals that Angela the whole time was actually a boy. Well, not a boy. I guess that's not proper now. She was, she's trans. Yeah. She's a trans woman. Yeah. And uh, apparently, you know, psychotic also. Oh, yeah. Heavily. They're, they're unrelated. <laughs> but she just so happens to have a penis. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> was it explained why she was naked at the end? Um. No, it, but it was like it was like a Sasquatch video. <laughs> it was exactly like a Sasquatch video. It was grainy and in, in <laughs> and intentionally kind of far away. And she had that harried expression, like she's like she turns around and she's like fucking. She got that wild eye, <laughs> like and then and then big swinging dick like whips around. You're like ah, and then it free and then it freezes on. On this outline of her and her dick, like just, and then that's the end. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it was because she was a, it was because, because she, she was, was a dude. A, a, she had a wiener. Yeah, and it, it goes, it flashes back to the the crazy mother 
aunt saying, I've always wanted a girl. Yeah. It'd be so much nicer to have a girl. Don't you think, Angela? Yeah. 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 And then uh, and Angela's just standing there like, God damn it. Like, so no, this is a thing. The survivor of the tragic boating accident isn't the girl. It was actually the boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking conclusion. It, it was. Yeah. It, 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 um, it was what it was for sure. I don't know how you how you describe her expression. I mean, there's there's photos of it. Manic, like whenever, yeah, manic smile, wide open grimace, looking to the side, like, and she's making the weirdest noise ever. It was like she was humming, right? It was. Uh, here we go. Um, hey, Bob, Bob. No, not that one. Hey, hey, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> Although. <laughs> Uh, oh god, where is it? Here it is. Like I Just said, a weird. Like I said, it's a Bigfoot video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have just one question for you, Bryce. Uh-huh. Do you have to kiss so wet? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of great quotable uh, yeah. lines in this movie. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. Yeah, I mean my fa- my particular favorite is. Hey, Baba Rebob. <laughs> hey, hey, Baba Rebob. <laughs> just so. Out of the blue. It's like, hey, let's. You're underneath a canoe alone. Why don't you just improv? What would you do? I know. Hey, Baba Reba. Hey, hey, Baba Reba. Yeah, that was, that was very strange. The one thing that I really came away from this movie with was, you know, 35 years ago in the early 80s, the scariest thing there was was transsexuals. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, like it was, it was, that was the whole premise of this movie. Like, look at how, what a freako. Now, now I got to know, was Rocky Horror Picture Show before or after this? Definitely before. Definitely before. It felt like, is Rocky Horror in the 70s? 75, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Which, which is hard. I understand your confusion on that because... Rocky Horror looks a lot better than this movie in, in terms of uh, film uh, yeah. usage or uh, quality. So, yeah, the the interesting <clears throat> interesting a, uh, tidbit of info. So that the nude scene with Angela, with the ding-dong, was actually accomplished by using, I mean, I guess this isn't that surprising, a nude man wearing a mask cast from Felisa Rose's face. Um, There were talks and even molds created for a strap-on prosthetic penis for Felisa herself to wear, but the idea was ultimately scrapped. They were too too worried about the feelings of transsexuals Mm -hmm. to, to, you know... The thin man who stood in for Angela in this one scene was a college student who needed to get drunk before he was able to do the scene. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> That's very understandable. Would you do this? 
<laughs> Hell no. Uh, I actually that'd be hilarious if like if it cut from you know <laughs> like a thirteen year old girl's face to a thirty six year old obese man naked <laughs> with a mask on. <laughs> In some ways, it would make more sense. <laughs> It, that would that would propel it past cult cult classic status into the stratosphere of <laughs> of pop culture. Look um, at this freakish thing that happens. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very obvious that it was a mask when it when it does the. It wasn't obvious to me. Really? Yeah. Although my my TV doesn't handle blacks so well, uh, oh, so yeah. it was it was a very dark scene. And uh, and all the blacks present on scene were all kind of mushed up into into one kind of gloop. Oh, okay. So, anyways, did you have any other? No, that pretty much covers that. Pretty much covers sleepaway camp. Yeah, it's delightful. It was delight. It was a tremendous amount of fun. It's not required viewing, but I don't think you wouldn't have a fun time if you watched it. There's too many negatives in there. You would have a fun time if you watched this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was and and right now it's it's free on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, we never said that. Um so that you can catch it on Amazon Prime. You also if you have have a subscription to Shutter, it's on there. Yeah. Um it's not on Netflix. So. Um okay, so final recommendations. Who would you tell to go see this? Anybody. Like I, you always say that. You always say anybody. I know. Anybody, oh. even if you don't like horror movies. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Who, I mean, I I would. Like, that's me. Like, yeah. I, I would tell anybody to go see that. I'd be like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah. And and they'd be like, and they would appreciate it, I think. A part of them. Well, maybe not my mom. <laughs> but I'd tell her to go see it for sure. Yeah. In, in terms of, like, horror fans, I mean... If you like '80s horror movies yeah, and slasher, it's great. And if, in general, you like cult classicy movies, oh yeah, that are just weird, yeah, this is this is one of those. This hits that. This scratches that itch hard. Right. Yeah. Really fun. Go see it while it's still free on Amazon Prime. We just wanted to take a minute and thank our sponsors at Piss Recruiter. We know it's not easy getting hired. The job hunting process can be bad enough, but what if they ask you for a drug test? Finding clean urine can be twice as hard as finding a company that will hire you. Piss Recruiter solves that problem by pairing you with a stone-cold sober person willing to sell you their urine. Don't ask your nosy family for another cup of piss. Go to pissrecruiter.com and we'll connect you with some of the most pristine human waste harvested out of the Salt Lake Valley. Piss Recruiter, we're your micturition solution. Go to pissrecruiter.com right now and enter in horror at checkout to get an extra gallon free. That's a good deal. Gallon? Yeah. Here's taglines. <laughs> That's pretty close to actually uh, Angela's groaning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, taglines for sleepaway camps. Taglines is a game 
or a bit where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie we're reviewing. Mm-hmm. And we love it. Okay. First tagline. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. That would take up the whole movie poster. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great tagline, Bryce. Yeah, thank you. I applaud you for writing that. (laughs) Um, Sleepaway. Sleepaway camp. Bed? Check. Bunk? Check. Balls? Check. (laughs) Sleepaway camp. That's my fetish. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Sleepaway camp. Camp Crystal Lake, but with training wheels. (laughs) Okay, mine's really close to that one. Oh. Sleepaway camp. Like Friday the 13th, but with balls. Oh, those are close. Damn. Yeah. Um, Come to camp. So the name of the... I should should preface this by saying... uh, The name of the camp is Camp Arawak. Come to Camp Arawak. Where we protect pedos and cover up murders. <laughs> I should have gotten a clip for this, but I'll have to do the imitation. Ah! <laughs> ah! You already did that one. No. Sleepaway camp. Would you do me? I'd do me. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. A killer camp experience. Mm. Last one. Sleepaway camp, where the only camp game is the crying game. The crying game. I don't, uh, I don't, I've never seen that. Neither have I. Oh, okay. But I know it features a, a trainers. Yeah. Oh. Oof. What's the, uh, what's the premise of, uh, the crying game? Pretty sure it's a, it's like, I think it's placed in Northern Ireland among, like, all the terrorism and stuff. And there's like a love story that happens between the two sides, and then at the end, it's revealed that the girl is actually a dude. Ultimate betrayal. Yeah. Oof. No wonder. No wonder they've been having a civil war for so long. Um. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. All right. So next, we have a game called. Kill count. I'm excited for this because I this is the first I've even heard of it. Yeah, kill count. I don't have a I don't have a lead in for it, but we're gonna try it out and see how interesting it is. So, kill count is a game where I give David uh, two movies, and he has to guess 
which one has the higher body count? So not necessarily kills as in a killer murdering someone, but actual deaths. I like the premise. In, in the movie. I like the premise. Where'd you come up with this? I just came up with it. You just thought of it? Yeah. With your head? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. With my brain. Okay, so we'll do five, and uh, right guess gets a point. Okay. All right, first first round. Christine, 1983 horror movie by Stephen King, or Constantine, 2005 horror movie starring Keanu Reeves. Christine, I don't. Christine, can you help me out on this? Christine I, is the is the evil car. It's the car oh, that kills people. Oh, holy shit! Wow, it's been forever since I thought about this movie. I think I saw this movie when I was like in middle school. And I haven't seen Constantine since it came out in theaters. Yeah, it's a little hard. Some of these I haven't seen, but, I mean, it's just you got to take your best guess. Okay, so, are we talking kill count as in people? Or body what, count. Or the, oh, so body how many, count. Okay, yeah. so how many actual kills of anything takes place? Yeah. Um, so something like Dawn of the Dead would be just astronomically high. Right. Um, so we got Christine, we got Constantine. I can't remember what happens in Constantine. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since both, but because the car is a killer and cars kill lots of people all the time, like it's the, all, I think it's the leading cause of death behind mm-hmm. like heart, heart attacks and maybe cancer. Right. And those are just non, you know, non, uh, yeah. what's it called? God. Those aren't accidents. Non-sentient cars. Right, yeah. Just imagine what they could do if they had a brain. And they wanted to kill. Yeah. So I'm going to go Christine. Wrong. It's Constantine. God damn it. <laughs> Constantine had seven deaths, and Christine had six. Christine, that's pitiful. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Come on. Uh, okay, next round. Pan's Labyrinth from 2006 by Guillermo del Toro. Or... Dracula 2000 from the year 2000. Oh, it, I mean, so Pan's Labyrinth, well, okay. So Pan's Labyrinth was set in World War One, I, I think. I think, or maybe two. I can't, re- I can't exactly recall. So there were, like, maybe some tertiary deaths, like, not movie specific, like, not specific right, to the right. main story that's necessarily. Good. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Okay, so now Bryce wants me to choose Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> and I know that for sure, like, either way, I, I was going to say Dracula 2000, because th- the name sounds like, sounds like, uh, you know, you know that cartoon, he- or the, um, the magazine Oof. Heavy Metal, which was then turned into a cartoon Heavy Metal? Sure, yeah. It sounds kind of just so nuts. It sounds like so nuts. Did you not see Dracula 2000? Did you? Yeah. In the theater. I'm going to go with Dracula 2000. Yeah, the twist ending for Dracula 2000 spoilers is Dracula was actually Judas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slightly interesting, which I thought was the dumbest ending ever, but I had a friend that thought it was great. That was during, like, the Blade craze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was right right in there. Correct answer. Wait, what did you guess? Dracula 2000. Correct answer. Pan's Labyrinth. God fucking damn it. Pan's Labyrinth had 30 deaths. What? And Dracula 2000 had 18. What? What? 
come again. Like, how, like, where were the thirty deaths? You don't know. I think, like you said, it was placed in the World War One. God damn it! Yeah. Okay, zero for two. Next round, Reservoir Dogs, nineteen ninety two, Tarantino's first movie, and Alien, nineteen seventy nine. One of your favorite movies. So, I don't watch Reservoir Dogs a lot. I think I've seen it once, maybe twice. Um, Alien, you only got you only got as many as the crew. So, it's kind of limited to begin with. It's got to be sub-10, right? It's got to be like 9 or something like that. Although, Reservoir Dogs... Like if I can, like if I recall correctly, there was really there there weren't many. The, aside from the main characters, the dogs, the guys, uh, there there weren't really a lot of extra people in there. So I'm going to go with Alien, even though I think the body count's low on Alien. Correct answer is Reservoir Dogs. God damn it! This is twelve, and Alien. You are right on with Alien. Nine deaths. Yeah. You said it exactly right. Yeah. There's it nine. It's one of my favorite <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, yeah, like there weren't a lot of people in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, so I think that thought. must that must have been the ending kind of uh, shootout. With a, there was probably a bunch of cops that were streaming in or something that got shot. Maybe like some extras actually died in real life during the filming <laughs> or something like that. But they're very close. There's only a difference of three, so. Yeah. All right. Next round. You're zero for, th- zero for three so far. I'm doing great. All right. Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. 2006 I horror saw, movie. I saw Starring that. Samuel L. Jackson. I saw that opening night. Or Predator. 1987 horror movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm definitely. Also one of your favorites. I'm definitely going Predator on this one because because there was a lot of explosions. You can't really have many explosions on a plane without it, you know, just kind right. of a movie ending right. right there. Okay, so is that your final answer? Um, yeah. Correct answer is Predator. Yay! With 64 deaths. Damn. And snakes on a plane had sixty. Wow! So, so did just everyone on the plane die? I mean, let's let it be. Like, let's. Uh, Bryce is giving me like a spread of three on some of these. <laughs> so that's what makes it more interesting. Uh huh. It's what makes it fucking impossible. You would not expect them to be that close, though. <laughs> that's the point. Okay. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth and Dracula. That was twelve. Difference of twelve. I mean, I could have done like Titanic. Yeah, and then and then it wouldn't be fun because it'd be like, well, yeah, like I wonder how many. I wonder if anybody knows the the body count on Titanic, like yeah. the, the movie Titanic, not the real thing. Yeah. I think we have a, a no, I mean, pretty good idea. But. I guess I should probably say um, these these are taken from a website called bodycount.com or moviebodycount.com. Uh, time to go bone up. <clears throat> so final round, final round, one for four. This one's for quadruple points. Ooh, I could win. Actually, it doesn't matter because you're not playing against anyone. Last one. Jason X, 2002, Friday the 13th franchise entry or 
Brazil, 1985. I love Brazil. Um, I've never seen Jason X. Uh, that's, that's, uh, Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm. I think. Hmm. Yeah, Terry Gilliam does play Jason. Right. And Jason X. Right. Uh, Jason X is the one where Jason gets stomped by a giant cutout foot. What? It's, oh. <laughs> a Monty Python joke. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, there's gotta be a reason you put it up against Brazil. Uh, because that's not, uh, that's not technically a horror movie. Although a, a lot of these aren't horror movies. Reservoir Dogs is no yeah, horror movie. That's fun to do um, cross genre. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Brazil. Final answer. You are wrong. Damn, God damn it. Jason X had 27 kills, 27 deaths. Brazil had 25. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I honestly don't know where the 25 came from, from Brazil. I don't remember... It's been a while. Anyone dying? Got me, man. Like one or two. I don't know. All right. You got one out of five. Life in those Monty Python movies is treated so like is treated so cheaply. It's like, you know, bring out your dad. It's. um, I don't think that's technically a Monty Python movie, but no, it's not. But that's right. But it it has that same sensibility throughout. Yeah, very the one of the definitive dystopian future yeah. movies. Yeah, Brazil. All right, so that was Kill Count. Let us know what you think. Um, if you played along, let us know how you did on our Twitter or Facebook page. Um, what is our Twitter handle? I think our should... Twitter handle is at Horror Movie Talk. That's pretty easy to remember. Pretty easy to remember. Facebook is Horror Movie Talk Podcast. Bing. Because horror movie talk was already taken. And he wouldn't give it to me because he wants to do something with it, supposedly. He's never going to do anything with it. Not now. Not that we own... Not now that we're doing something with this. Yeah. Good luck, guy. All your traffic belonged to us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you have anything else? No, man. I had a great time with Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. It was a fun... It was a fun one. Like like we said, watch it now while it's free on on Prime Video. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, that's the end of the show. Please share it with a friend if you like it, or if you don't like it, share it with someone that you don't like, and uh, make them subscribe, or just steal their phone yeah. and and look it up in you know Apple Podcasts or whatever phone app they have and subscribe them. It'll be a funny joke. Um, also. One more plug for our audience survey. We're currently surveying our listeners to learn more about you. Please take a few minutes and visit our website and click on the listener survey link found on the main navigation bar on our website. Um, Thanks again to all the listeners and all the people that are communicating with us on Twitter, especially the 12 Nights of Horror um, account that has a really good community and conversation about horror we we like uh being involved there and uh i'd like to give a special shout out to taryn marks who gave me some pretty good uh you know talked to me gave me some advice and uh and made some suggestions so thanks taryn yeah and also thanks justin he gave some good insights to one of our last episodes um he's a loyal listener thanks for 
keeping up, Justin. He's got a great podcast. If you're interested in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ. Um, HowBJJWorks.com. Yeah, yeah, he's got a podcast called How BJJ Works. So check him out, too. If you're uh, one of the Joe Rogan fans, it might be interesting to uh, check that out. And also, I guess we should just say um, I like comics, Downtown Vancouver. Yeah, man, check them out. They're they're great. Downtown Vancouver, they got... Vancouver, Washington, USA. Yeah, they got comics, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, toys, collectibles, like statues, everything you need. Um they're on they're on Broadway and uh all you need to sign up for a subscription box there is just one title and then you get 20% off I think everything in the store mm-hmm. uh don't quote me on that you at least get 20% off what's in your box so and also their online I think it's i like comics online.com accurate yep yep so again that's in that's it for the today uh thanks again for listening we love you we love you bye bye bye, bye.